This is Stephanie Nelson, host of the Pivotal People Podcast. Join us in having conversations with interesting people doing amazing things. I'm thrilled to share our conversation with Mac Powell, one of my favorite singers ever, and the first artist who introduced me to Christian music over 20 years ago. Mac is a gifted singer-songwriter and a really nice guy. He was the lead singer of the band Third Day for 25 years. Third Day has sold over 10 million albums. They've had 28 number one songs on the Christian charts. They've received four Grammy Awards and 25 Dove Awards, and they're in the Georgia Music Hall of Fame. Well, Third Day had their farewell tour in June 2018, and rather than retire, Mac continues to write and record great new music. Mac released his first solo Christian album called New Creation in October, and it's fantastic. Check it out if you haven't already. It's 10 new songs, and every single song is great. I've played them so many times, they're actually stuck in my head. In our interview, he talks about how he produced the new album, how he writes songs, when he'll be releasing new music, and he even shared a surprise about what's next for his career. Well, welcome, Mac Powell. It is great to have you on the podcast. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I live in Marietta, too. So oh, wow. you're act- Yes, I've seen you locally in Marietta. It's been great. Um, Third Day, your band toured for 25 years. You re- received four Grammys, 25 Dove Awards. You're in the Georgia Music Hall of Fame. Um, at last count, and who, depending on what you've read, I think Third Day has sold 10 million albums. Something like that. I don't keep up with the exacts. So Something like that. Yeah. So honestly, I think after all of that success, it would have been perfectly understandable after your farewell tour in 2018, if you had retired, that would yeah. have been perfectly understandable. And I want to say, I'm so thankful you didn't because you. now you're, you're putting out new music. You've just come out like a little over a month ago with your first solo Christian album called new creation. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to hear all about it. I've of course listened to it more than once. It's fabulous. Every single song is great. And based on the based on the numbers I'm seeing on Spotify, which are huge in terms of do we call them downloads or streams? I'm not sure what we call them. I think them. there's both. Yeah, there's there's both options. Well, you're killing it. I mean, this is going to be a huge success already. You're out on tour right now. So um I know you're busy and you're probably doing a lot of these. So I don't want to take up the time talking. I would love to hear, people would love to hear about this journey of your new solo yeah. Christian album and how did that come to be? What was the inspiration? Tell us all about it. Right. Well, it's with, as you mentioned, I was in a band for 25 years called Third Day and uh, we had an amazing journey with with those guys, with those brothers. Uh, we had our farewell tour in, in June of 2018 and I, for for a couple of years before the ending of third day really had this dream, this thing that I wanted to accomplish. Uh, I had been, I grew up listening to country music and through the years, people said my voice kind of fit in country music. A lot of people say, man, have you ever tried to sing country music? And I never really did. I was always in a Christian band. And so finally, whenever third day would have, uh, I'd say maybe five to seven years ago, whenever third day would have a break, uh, I would I would go and do some some little clubs here and there and do a little tour, make an independent country record. And so I really enjoyed doing that. And when Third Day was over, uh, I uh, continued to do more of that. 
but always knew I was going to make another Christian album. Um, I didn't know when it would be or how long it would take. And I didn't know if I didn't have any assumptions. I didn't assume anyone would want to hear it or a record label would want to sign me or any of that stuff. And so I started writing songs in January of, of 2020 and expectations and hope that I would have a record out at the end uh, of 2020. So I started going to Nashville really for the first time. I'd never done that in the sense of going to write with professional writers. And usually I just wrote everything myself or with the band with their day. And so I also, that was another thing that I didn't think I would enjoy, but I actually ended up loving being able mm-hmm. to get together with these creative uh, guys who, uh, who, you know, that's what they do for a living is write songs. And so I, I just loved doing that and loved the the ideas and the thoughts that, that I was coming up with and developing with those writers. And uh, of course, COVID kind of threw a curveball to yeah. everyone in the world. And so I had to uh, kind of delay putting out a record, but it actually worked out for the best for me, I had more time to work on more songs and develop the songs that I already had. And so I think it made it a, a better album. And so, yeah, so I've made, a, a, as I said, two or three independent, three independent country albums uh, through the past few years. But this is my first, as you mentioned, my first solo Christian album. And I've been out uh, through touring throughout the year. Uh, I started at the end of last year with out on tour with Stephen Curtis Chabot and Michael W. Smith, two guys who are great friends and uh, amazing uh, guys who influenced me with their music. And then in the spring, I was out with Zach Williams and um, a brand new artist that's a great group called Kane, a brother and, and two mm-hmm. sisters. And now I'm out on the Caleb Christmas tour uh, with Casting Crowns, who's also from Georgia. Yep. Uh, Kane again, Dante Bo, uh, Jordan St. Cyr, some great artists. I love being on these multiple artist tours. It's, it's like, it's like a, it's like a summer camp on the road. So- <laughs> and you get to know people. I, yeah. I, I confess. Okay. So a couple months ago, my girlfriend said, Hey, I have uh, tickets to the Mac Powell, Stephen Curtis Chapman concert at Piedmont church. Does anyone want to go now? I'm, you know, just background. That was actually, a concert that had been scheduled pre-COVID, I think, and was canceled and rescheduled. So she'd had these tickets a long time. It was sold out. I was like, oh my gosh, of course I want to go. I was so excited. I owe her so much. Mac, we were sitting front row center. I couldn't believe that I got, you were so amazing. Stephen Curtis Chapman was amazing. And you two looked like you were having so much fun together. Yeah, he's he's one of my... I tell people I have a lot of friends and family in Christian music from doing this for years. And as a fan still, I love meeting artists and I love being on the road. Uh, But of all those friends that I have and those people that I look up to, Stephen Curtis is is number one on the list. He's an amazing man, amazing artist. And of course, his music influence. You saw in that concert, he would say, bring me up to sing. And he said, hey, I'm glad Max here. I grew up listening to Third Day. So uh, he kind of flipped and, the grip and I think he's been touring 35 years. So I think that yeah. he's a he little a bit few, older. Yeah. He had a few years ahead of me, but uh, he's an, mm-hmm. he's an awesome brother and, and uh, I love him and, and had a great time on the road with him. Well, and um, I wanted to ask because you, I've heard you do interviews about new creation and you talked about it being, first of all, I didn't realize until I heard an interview that you had written all those third day songs. You yeah. had written us. So when you talk about, yeah, I got together in Nashville with some professional songwriters, I'm like, 
oh my gosh, these are songs that have had, I mean, Soul on Fire alone, just on Spotify, had 35 million downloads. I mean, and I have emotional memories. I'm going to tell you this one. I just have to. So we moved to Atlanta, Marietta, 22 years ago. Moved from a city where if they had a Christian station, I wasn't aware of it. I had no connection at all with Christian music. I was sitting in our son's preschool line and I landed on J93.3. And I heard this song that literally stopped me in my tracks. It was the most beautiful song. It was so emotional. The words were overpowering. My girlfriend was driving by. I rolled down the window and I said, you have to turn on J93.3. You won't believe this song. And it was, I have always loved you. And ever since then, I have been a huge Mac Powell fan. And my son, who is now 28, the one in the preschool line, he was here a couple of weeks ago for Thanksgiving. He likes to play around on the guitar. He he does a lot of songs. And he said, hey, mom, you know, I've just started to play Mac Powell music because when I sing his songs, it makes me feel closer to God. Oh, wow. Here's, here's one I want to do for you. Oh, my gosh. He played I Have Always Loved You. Yeah. So that's, that's another thing when you talk about, um, you know, your music and, and I've been a Christian music listener ever since now that is the music I love because we're not just enjoying great music. We're worshiping God. Yeah. You're driving around in your car. You're hearing these words. You now I'm even more impressed Mac because I thought surely other people were writing all these songs. So not only writing them, but you have this unbelievable voice in the interview. What I thought was interesting was you said, that you had always seen yourself as being the songwriter and not so much the singer. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I remember when I first met with the label, the record company that we ended up signing with and we're, we were with our whole careers as, as third day. The very first time I met the president of the company, I told him that's my goal is to be a songwriter. That's This artist thing is pretty cool and I like to sing, but I really what I want to do is write songs. And you know what? We were so successful that I, that my focus turned over into being the artist. But I was able to be a songwriter for Third Day with that. But I just didn't expand out of that more. I, I look back on that time and wish that I had written more. Uh, but, you know, it was kind of like having two or three jobs at the same time right. with being in Third Day, writing songs for Third Day doing things like interviews and and I like all that all the time, but also then having to write for other people, it was just too much work. And so I wish I'd done more of that through the years. And my hope is that I'll, I'll do that more in in my future. Uh, But yeah, that's really where I felt most comfortable. That's um, that's, I love writing songs and, and that's, I told you earlier, I wasn't sure going to Nashville writing with these guys who do it all the time. I just, I I thought it was going to be me getting together with guys who are like, they approach songwriting, like, building a house and you lay down your foundation, you do this and that. And this, you know, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to come from the heart. And I realized that you can do both. You can kind of approach songs uh, and structure. And and there's a, you know, there's a hundred different ways to people ask me all the time, how do you write a song? Well, there's, you can approach it from different ways, but those guys use their heart as well. And, and things that mm-hmm. we pick up on that people in conversation, or maybe we heard a pastor say, or something we read in a book. And so it's a, it's a fun and creative uh, thing that that not you know not everybody is able to do, and so I'm I'm thankful that the Lord's blessed me with the opportunity to do that, and and not only for myself but hopefully in the future for more people as well. Well, exactly. I'm thankful you did too. And you talked about when you 
did your country album or a couple of them, that's an opportunity to reach people who aren't listening to Christian music. Right. Absolutely. You're expanding your reach. Right. And I loved what you talked about, you know, this whole journey, you know, people are always like, Oh, am I on the right path of, you know, what's the path that God wants me to be on? And you talked about really it's one step at a time, you know, a lamp unto my feet. He doesn't show us the whole path, but if you know your purpose, so someone said to me, I love this. As long as we know our purpose and we know who we're following, the mm-hmm. specific path, we don't need to know that. We right. just need to know the next step. And you know what? If we make a wrong wrong step, what's the wrong step, left or right? You know, we can come back. It's an experience. Absolutely. It's, it's a, you know, what's that saying? That it's not the destination, it's the journey. And I think the Lord blesses us as, as followers of Christ to, to enjoy and be part of we ultimately, as believers, we know where, where our destination is, um, right. but, but he allows us to be part of this journey and he allows us to be part of his work. And what, a, what an honor. I mean, I, if we, I, I think there's times where when we first get saved, we, we just think we want Jesus so much and we want to be with him. We think, well, why don't you just call me to heaven right away? But it's because he allows us, uh, he has a work for us here. And he allows us as, as his little Christ, as Christians, uh, to be his sons and daughters and be part of his work. And it's, a, it's an amazing honor. It is. Well, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, look how many people, look how God's using you. And is that ever overwhelming? I mean, it has to be. You've got thousands and thousands of people in the audience. People yeah. must call you up, email you. You know, how do you like, how do you deal with that? Well, I, I was telling a story last night um, to one of the guys that's on tour. Uh, there was an artist that I loved uh, who's unfortunately he's he passed away a number of years ago. But when I first started making Christian music, there was a, a songwriter, a singer songwriter named Rich Mullins. Mm. And I loved his music. And I, I went to see him in concert one time. And we had just started third day. It was the very beginnings. And he was in the lobby signing autographs for people and saying hello to people. And I just waited patiently and waited until the last person talked to him and left. And so I went up to him and I I looked him in the eyes and I said, Rich, your music has inspired me. It's helped me to grow in my faith. It's it's changed my life. It's helped me to know what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to do what you do and write music about Mm -hmm. Jesus and and encourage people through through music uh, in their faith. And I said, I just want to. I want to say your, your music's changed my life. And he looked at me dead in my eyes and I'll never forget. He said, thanks. And he turned around and left. <laughs> and that's all I got. And it just broke my heart because I'm oh. pouring heart to this guy. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's like so tired from doing the concert and I'm the last one there. And he's like, thanks. And he left. But thankfully later on, I got plenty of chances to share with him my heart. But because of that experience as a fan, I understand as, as, um, as an artist, sometimes we're just doing our job. Sometimes we're just making music and, and we're doing this for ourselves because this emotion and these ideas, we have to get out of our, mm. you know, of our uh, minds and our hearts and, and share that, but we're not necessarily trying to do it to change the world. We're just, it's a response to what God has done in our hearts. Mm. Somehow that response changes other people's lives as well. And it's hard for us sometimes as artists to understand that and see just how much it has done. But as, but if we remember as fans 
of music or writing or, or whatever our, ourselves, uh, we can be reminded of, of how powerful uh, that can be when God works through us. And so I'm thankful mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of wondering, talking about, you know, how do you just be a regular guy when you're so well known and so many people, I mean, your, your songs are so personal, right? So, so people feel like they know you. Okay. Now let's talk about family gatherings. What is it like, like at Thanksgiving or your relatives come and say, Hey, you just want a day off. They're like, Hey, Mac, could we have a little concert? You know, they always ask me if my dad was Mac Powell, I'd be like, Hey, could I have a little concert? Here's a song. I'd like, how do you deal with our friends and neighbors? Do they? It's no, it's not. It's really, I think people are very respectful. I think people understand. And it used to be that way when it first started out and we got a little bit of recognition and my song first came on the radio and maybe records were in the stores that those things happen more often. They're like, Hey, you're, you're doing this now professionally play a song for us. And now it's like people, I think people are tired of me. My family's they've heard it. They've got (laughs) free records for me in the past. They've come to concerts. They've heard enough. They're, they're, they're like, okay, let's move on. Who who's next. (laughs) Oh, I, well, I felt a little guilty at your concert at Piedmont church when here I am. And I was technically in technically in the second row because the first row is for wheelchair access. Okay. But um, your family was in the fifth row. Yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking, oh, gosh, I'm ahead of his family. And then I thought, you know, they get to hear him all the time. They do. My, if I start singing at home, my, my kids are like, Papa, go sing in the other side of the house. Oh, fun. Well, now let's talk about your family. You have five kids. I do, yeah. Are any of them interested in music? Yeah, they. I think they all are. My oldest uh, is goes to – my oldest three go to Liberty University in Virginia, Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter, Scout, is 22, and she's she is a musician, and she's part of the worship team mm. at uh, at uh, Liberty. My son plays guitar, Cash. Uh, he's 19, great guitar player. My daughter, who is 18, who just started Liberty, she sings and plays keyboards and uh, is probably uh, and such a great harmony singer as well. Mm youngest son, Emmanuel sings all the time. He's following in Papa's footsteps. And my youngest daughter loves Broadway shows and musicals. That's kind of where her heart is. She loves dancing and singing and acting. And so, yeah, they're all involved in music somehow. Do you ever play together as a family? Well, my hope is that next summer, uh, Scout called me about a month ago and she's, and her, her boyfriend plays drums. Like Papa, I want, to go do some shows with you next summer. I'm like, come on, learn the songs and come on the oh. road. With but one day there'll be the Powell family band, I hope. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah. Oh, you have to let me know so I can get tickets for that before everyone else gets them. Yeah. Just, I'm just saying, just saying. All um, right, great. Well, that's really, and is your wife, Amy, involved in music? Or she she's just gets to enjoy it all? She's a good singer. Uh, and she, we've got music on the house, you know, around the house all the time. And so she encourages the little ones in, in their talents. And uh, and when she was younger, she would do church musicals and things like that. And so she's she's a bit more talented than she lets people know. But, yeah, she's great. Well, you talked about, you know, your goal is to have the Mac Powell family band, which is pretty cool. I was going to ask you what's next. I mean, you've got, I don't know, I don't know how often do you gifted people put albums out? Well, it used to be about every 18 months and now it's slowly changing. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever do a full record again because of streaming nowadays, people put out singles more than sometimes you put out several 
singles and then bunch that together for a record. I feel I get the sense that the next thing I do will probably be the end of next year. Uh, and it'll be more like an EP, like five or six songs as opposed to a full record. And I'll do that more often. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, the landscape is always changing, uh, so quickly within the music business and, and how things are done. But, uh, but I'm, I'm thankful, just very thankful in a season. I've always been a thankful for a person, but really in a season now, being able to put out this new record, new creation, and and still be on the road and and do what I love to do for a living. And, and I feel like it's serving the Lord at the same time and and being able to hopefully encourage people in their faith. I'm so, so thankful to be able to still do this after so long. Well, I'm not going to keep you too much longer because I know you've got lots of people to talk to, but I want to ask you, could you just do this for us? My son is a songwriter, so he would love it if I asked you, tell us about maybe your favorite song or one or two of your favorite songs from New Creation yeah. and what your inspiration was and what that process was. How'd you write that song? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start by answering a question you didn't ask because you mentioned the song earlier. My favorite song that I've ever written is called I've Always Loved You. Oh. And- it really is my favorite. I've said that in, in many interviews through the years. I say it in concert a lot. It's very rare for me to go do a, a concert and not do that song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on, I'm not doing it on this tour, but we're doing a Christmas tour. So therefore yeah. <laughs> it's not in the set, but uh, it's, it's a, a simple love song from Jesus to us. And there's something that's in that simplicity and in that gospel message that I love. And I love playing the song and singing the song. And it's, I think a lot of people feel like they, I get asked this a lot, you know, do you get tired of those songs that you sing over and over and over? You do every once in a while, but usually those songs, if I can look out and I see that people are singing along, um, that it never gets old. Uh, but, uh, but as back to your question, as far as new creation, um, there's a song called that's very, reminds me of, uh, I've always loved you, uh, called, uh, love is the reason. And I tell the story, and as a songwriter, uh, there's some truth to the story, and then there's some storytelling in in the song. Um, the, the song starts out, Mama dragged us to church every Sunday, and heaven knows I didn't want to go. And so there's some, that's a bit of truth in that. My mom dragged me and my sister to church when we were little. I didn't want to go, but I'm thankful now that she did. Uh, and then also in the second verse, I talk about my brother, um, joining up uh, the military, but I don't have a brother. So that's part of the storytelling aspect of, of the song. But there are several songs on the New Creation album that are very uh, autobiographical or semi-autobiographical. New Creation, the song, uh, for example, is, is another one of my favorites. I, I love that song. It's a, it's a song that that talks about grace and how I've been singing about grace and mercy, God's mercy for years. Uh, but with COVID and some other things that I've been going through in life in the past two or three years, uh, I really experienced God's mercy, uh, not in a way of just as it being a, you know, a, an overall Christian theme, but really experiencing his grace and mercy down deep in my heart. And sometimes we have to go through those struggles and those times of doubts and those fears um, to really, truly um understand more God's grace and mercy. And so I, I really have, I've, I've received that in the past couple of years from, from the Lord and, and to be able to kind of express that 
in song and knowing that, hey, I've been talking about this for years and I've meant it. But now that I've gone through these experiences and these times of doubts and times of fears and had to really dig deep into this thing that I've been preaching about for 20 years, now mm. I understand it even more. Mm. I love that. And I am so excited you sang on my podcast. I wasn't going to ask, but <laughs> it has been so nice to talk to you. I cannot wait to watch the success of New Creation, and I can't wait to see the Mac Powell family band. Uh, so good luck on the rest of your tour, and uh, have a Merry Christmas. You Thanks as well. so much. Yeah, best of luck and blessings to you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired. You can download the transcript for this episode at no cost from stephanienelson.com if you'd like to share it with others. You can also download the first chapter of my new book, which is coming out this spring, called Reimagine, Trading Our Ordinary for God's Extraordinary at stephanienelson.com. Now, go be the amazing, pivotal person you are.